goodbye to restrictive weight loss methods and hello to Iveam, the number one prescriber of GLP-1 medications. GLP-1s curb cravings, stabilize blood sugar, increase energy, and balance A1C levels to regulate your body and kickstart your weight loss journey. Iveam is committed to making medical weight loss accessible, affordable, and customized because we believe that's how it should be. Sign up for free and get 20% off our accessibility program. Listen, <laughs> people talk. I, I recently posted something and you did reply to it. And I was like, why, if we have people that are dealing with like 15 pounds, their whole life, 15, 20 pounds and forever. And then they had a, they had a wall and it just ain't coming off anymore. And it's packing on anymore. Right. And then I wrote something like, we can't see food noise. Like, why are we treating people like this? If we can't see food noise, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are we looking at them and going, they look skinny to me. So obviously they're taking this for vanity reasons. Like, why is that okay? And especially if they have something else going on metabolically, right? Like we don't necessarily understand it, you know? And you were like, yeah, cause it's insulin resistance. And I was like, oh, so can we talk a little bit about that like insulin resistance and people that look skinny. Okay. So, but one of the things, okay, we'll talk about it, but also okay. thinness does not mean you're healthy. There are people yeah. who have fatty issues, even though they're thin. So you can have a fatty yeah. liver and a GLP one will address that fatty liver, even if you're not overweight. Yeah. So GLP ones are, are not, are not just for weight loss. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know why people even care, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Honestly, right. Really, and it really has nothing to do other than bias and prejudice. It's just, you know, totally. I think um, it's a sexy new story. having hatred towards people who are overweight is the only acceptable prejudice now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No other, oh no other prejudice so is considered ex uh, socially acceptable, acceptable, except laughing at insulting people yep. who are overweight or so overweight. true like even like autism like i mean you know disabilities not acceptable okay. race not acceptable culture sure. different culture difference and religion not acceptable like you can call people fat mm -hmm. but you can yeah. have people doctors <laughs> posting one of your favorites doctor humor posting clips of you know a woman who's you know who's overweight or who's obese being insulted. And it was considered funny. Mm -hmm. And my thing is no one gets to 600 pounds for no reason. And it's not food. Totally. It's yeah. not food. And the thing is that I have never met anyone who is that obese who hasn't had some childhood trauma. Mm, I, I screen for childhood trauma because there is such a correlation between childhood trauma and, and obesity. <sighs> yeah, especially, we for sure have seen that on the show with people that come on, almost all of them. Yeah, yeah, sexual abuse. And if you, and so yeah. there's just, and, and it's just in varying degrees. Some people, and is, this is the crazy thing. We look at people who are underweight, who are anorexic. We realize there's a psychological issue there. But for mm -hmm. some reason, when we're at the other end of the spectrum, it's food. How? Yeah. 
Mm. How is it food on one person and not psychological, but it's psychological for the other person? And the yeah. lack of food. We understand a person's not eating because of psychological issues. Have you ever thought that people eat because of psychological issues? Totally. They're yeah. on the same continuum. But again, bias prejudice allows us to say, you know, if you're over, you're, it's your fault. Totally. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And I forgot your question. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, that was going to be it. Oh, yeah. Let's ask your question, Kat. Mm. Well, we knew we were going to flow. We knew we were going to flow. It flows. Like, it flows right into it. Yeah. So I caught your mm -hmm. TED talk, your TEDx talk from 2020. Yeah. Imposter yeah. syndrome. And you got a great twist on that. And it made mm -hmm. me think of uh, when we had Dr. Contessa on and she talked about depression. Mm -hmm. um, really being a, a big root of obesity. Mm -hmm. And all of us are going through a transformation and changes. Yep. And I feel like maybe that could be a little bit of an imposter feeling. Do I belong mm -hmm. in this size? Do I belong mm -hmm. in this, in this environment? Um, mm -hmm. And you mentioned the book and I'm going to have to pick it up chatter um, by mm -hmm. Ethan Cross managing your yes. negative self-talk. Um, so in your practice, when you encourage, mm -hmm. when you encounter patients like this struggling with it, um, do you have any tools that you pull out of your back pocket and have ready for us, the patients, to handle? Well, one of the things I did is I got certified in neurolinguistic programming. And what that does is it helps people reframe their language. So mm -hmm. if I hear something negative come out of someone's mouth, I reframe it and throw it back at them in a positive way, which is one okay. thing that I do. But the other is uh, gratitude journaling. Keep a journal, write down every day, just write down 10 things that you're grateful for. And what happens when you do yeah. that, and over time, what ends up happening is you start looking for things to be grateful for. Yeah. And yeah. it sounds really woo-woo, but it works. And, um, it, and really, it's I just, love it. brain is a muscle, it's neuroplastic. It can change. You can, you can change the pathways of your brain, but you have to train it. And the way you train it is by doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yes, um, the other is um, being honest about my own struggle so that people don't feel like they're by themselves mm -hmm. and they're yeah. alone. So then they, it, because the isolation makes anything worse. So if people realize that if you normalize something and you, and you give people permission to have it, then yeah. suddenly the stress that go the cortisol the cortisol spikes and the stress and the self incrimination stops and so it makes whatever is happening not as bad it's not you know it it, it helps so mm -hmm. so telling people yeah i mean i i've cried in dressing rooms because something didn't fit because it was too big and i mean too small and i've cried in dressing rooms when something was too big yeah because i totally. wanted too big um, and so, you know, um, and I was very ashamed to say it, to admit that for a long time, because I'm like, you know, you know, those, I just remember when, <laughs> when I was, you know, very overweight and you have this, you know, this little skinny person say something about, you know, oh, I can't do running. You just want to smack them. That's yeah. how I felt like I was one of those people, like, don't become don't become that person that other people want to just smack and you're like I hate that I have to wear this side you know so I mean some of it is that you know um, 
And I realized though, but by keeping it to myself, by keeping those feelings to myself, I was doing other people a disservice because for me, it's this weight. Other people, it could be a different weight. And so it does, it's, it's the feeling, it's not the size that matters. And so, um, so when it comes to imposter syndrome, one, I don't believe it exists, um, mainly because it's a self-imposed. Uh, mm. It was a very interesting TEDx talk, guys. If you don't say <laughs> wow. Yeah. No one else can tell you you have imposter syndrome. You have to tell yourself you've got imposter syndrome. So if you don't tell yourself you've got it, you don't have it. Oh, I still tell myself I've got it. So. You know, but my thing is, but it, it's, but it's the same thing as telling yourself if you're thin or telling yourself you're fat or telling yourself yeah. ugly or telling yourself you're, you're, you're dumb or telling yourself you're whatever, whatever you tell yourself, you become. So stop yeah. telling yourself the thing, but yeah. it's a muscle. You've got to work on it. It's get, it's practice. And it takes practice because often those voices were created by other people towards us as we were growing up. And so then we just carried on later in life yeah. and so, or we heard them telling it to someone else who now we look like mm. yeah you know so as we get you know so we when we were little girls you know we heard other women being told certain things or we heard other women saying certain things and we didn't and so by the time we became women that their voices their insults they became ours yeah we, you know, children pattern. And so, um, so it's just really, 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 really important to pay attention to how we speak to ourselves. And so I do yeah. a lot of exercises with my uh, patients and clients, and I'm constantly cutting them off mid-sentence. I can't, <laughs> no, wait, what? You know, they're like, okay. I mean, if people work with me for a while, they know, they start and then they stop. They're like, wait a minute. Okay, let me reframe this. You know, That's they just, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and so really that's, that's all it takes. That's really all it takes. And sometimes it takes medication to help you get there. Cause for me, yeah. it, it takes antidepressants. Otherwise yeah. my filter is so skewed. I, there's nothing mm -hmm. you could tell me that would convince me that I'm all right. Wow. Yeah. I, I get it. I get that totally kind of get it. it segues into like the second question I had um, when mm -hmm. people think that like we're speaking of these GLP ones, they think they're a silver bullet. <clears throat> but I know because I've gone on a journey of therapy as well, but there's, mm -hmm. there are pillars, there's pieces to the puzzle that put together obesity mm -hmm. management. Um, and what are your pillars? What, what are the pieces that fit together to make everything work cohesively for you? One of the pillars that for me, what I see most underlooked for everybody that I work with is stress. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. One, mm -hmm. as women, we've been taught to ignore it. We don't even recognize it when we're under a lot of stress yeah. because it takes a lot for us to get to the point where we feel it. Our body feels it way before we do. And so um, paying attention or having a very active, very targeted, very intentional de-stressing mechanism of some type daily de-stressing or for me is i have a breathing exercise i can, i do if i'm you know, i can be anywhere i'll do it sitting in the car you know trying not to fight with my husband whatever it takes <laughs> you know i just breathe um and it's it's yoga deep yoga breathing um so what that's one of the first things i notice is that you know the that's the most important pillar 
is is being able to manage your emotions either yeah, through, totally. through how whatever you have to do at Ooh. use all tools at your disposal if it mm -hmm. takes medication it takes medication if it takes therapy it takes therapy if it takes you know walking by yourself and just you know telling people look if you don't want me to kill you let me go for my walk right now <laughs> you know whatever it's really, you know having boundaries setting boundaries for, oh, yeah. for but not only just setting boundaries respecting other people's boundaries um yeah. but it, at home in your job teaching your children to respect your boundaries so they understand what it means to respect boundaries you know yeah. um because we're so used to stop dropping everything for our kids instead of making them learn how to wait. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. But now totally. I've got, you know, I've got I mean, my children are in their 20s and 30s. So when they call and I don't answer, it's like that that the TikTok uh, video, how dare you not answer my phone call, you know, when, when they call their mom. Because I love that one. Yeah. We our children to expect us to drop everything when they call. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's one pillar. The other pillar that kind of feeds into that is the mindset work, the mind work. Learning how to defend your choices. Mm. Learning how to give yourself permission, one, to want what you want. Who cares if it's to lose weight? Who says that losing weight is shallow, superficial, and you know, an inappropriate thing to want? Yeah. Who cares if it is like, my thing is this, yeah. Who decides? Yeah. Who, who's, who's the, the determiner of what mm -hmm. is acceptable and not acceptable in my life? Me. Yeah. So if I want to lose weight, I can lose it. And it's none of your damn business. Mm -hmm. If I, you know, if I want to gain weight again, it's none of your business, but, or if I no, am it's... gaining weight again, it's none of your business. It's my weight your business. Down, it's none of your business. Yeah. You know, none. that's what um, we're going to call this episode. None yet. It's <laughs> none of your business. None that's yet. a great yeah. idea. and none yet. None yet. And so, and I see it a lot. One of the reasons actually I even joined TikTok was because someone said, you know, you, we need people, we need people with your voice on TikTok because there's so much yes. out there that's just junk and people yes. are following stuff that's dangerous. And like, we need someone who's willing to spar, like who's not afraid of confrontation. And who's not afraid to just say, you know, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. And yeah. and so, you know, everyone could doctor, like, I don't want to be, I don't want people to think I'm angry. Or I don't want people to think I'm that doctor who does XYZ. I don't want people, I don't care. Be mad at me if you want. But I'm going to tell you the truth. And that's how I started off with Dr. Toomer telling you the truth. Yeah, because I was telling like, you the oh, truth. Oh, this is ridiculous. But I did join. And so then I started seeing the shaming. I've always been an anti-shamer. One of the things that I was the cornerstone of my program, the cornerstone of what I do is that it has to be comprehensive and it has to be compassionate. If it's not those two things, I don't want it. Um, there's, a, there's a fine line between being honest with someone, being direct and being insulting and adding to the shame that someone's already feeling. And it's just, and not all physicians know where that line is and yeah. they cross it way too many so times true. across so the true. board and i just it, it happened to me i had catherine you should have known for goodness sakes you're a doctor how the hell did you let this happen 
I actually mm-hmm. had one of my physicians. I remember that you're saying that in our last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just shamed you. you. Let yourself get, go. The, yeah. You know, get this far. And well, one, I have a husband who's just like, I don't care how you look. You know, yeah. you're smart. That's all I care about. <laughs> so I never had that reflected back at me. You know, it was never reflected mm-hmm. back. Yeah. If, and in fact, the only thing that got reflected back is my my three year old. When I started losing weight, she was like, "Mommy, you're not squishy anymore." Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, sweet. Like, oh, Ren says that too. You yeah, know, the little guy. And it's like, yeah. But um, so I never really thought about it. But I only thought about it in terms of health, and that's one of the reasons why I've actually stopped using the term weight loss and use yeah. weight health. And the reason is because I actually have clients who I'm helping gain weight. I have helped. I have clients who are not overweight at all, but they're they're what I'm helping them do is shift their body from their fat to muscle ratio because that is healthy. Um, I do not do any and and people like well, um, and I or I help people. I watch for too much weight loss. I don't watch. I never ask people how much weight they're losing. Wow. Always, how are you feeling? How much water did you drink? How much protein did you have? How much sleep did you get? Um, you know, how are you getting along with your children? Is this process affecting your relationship with your spouse or your significant other? Um, yeah. You know, how are you doing with work? Is this a struggle? It, whatever. That's all important. Those are all the things. Talk going back to the pillars. Those are all the things that are way more important than the actual number on a scale. So. Yeah. The only reason I ask people what their weight is, just so I can make sure they're not losing too quickly. Because if you're losing too quickly, you're losing muscle. And it doesn't give you time for that psychosocial adjustment to happen. And so you're more likely to sabotage your process if you start losing weight too fast. You need to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and still recognize yourself. And if you lose weight too fast, that goes away. And it scares the hell out of most of us. And it, it, and you mm. don't want that to happen. Yeah. So it's better to slow someone's weight loss down so that they can actually continue and have a, a healthy result, psychologically healthy, physically healthy, socially healthy, rather mm. than doing it quickly and saying, woohoo, you just lost all this weight, but you're miserable. Your so friends are, have turned on you because they're like, who do you think you are? You're changed. You've done this. Even if you haven't changed, people are going to tell you you've changed because mm-hmm. they know and this has social currency so they just assume that you think you're better now yeah you know it's just the craziest thing so slow doing things slowly gives you time to adjust and so um and that so I warn people right from the beginning listen if you're doing if you want something fast I'm not your person I love it so earlier you said something about how nine times out of ten that it is hormonal why people Mm -hmm. are gaining weight um see when I kept going to the doctor because I kept gaining, I gained mm-hmm. like over 65 pounds in less than nine months. And everybody just kept telling me I wasn't doing, it was eating too much and not working out. And you know, all of the things that we've, we've come to hear mm-hmm. that providers tell you, mm-hmm. what is something that you do as a medical provider to rule out the hormonal factor? Because it took until I had trigger warning miscarriage to actually mm-hmm. get diagnosed with PCOS. Mm-hmm. And um, even after the PCOS diagnosis, even after postpartum, there was mm-hmm. still no provider willing to actually treat that disorder aside from throwing birth control and metformin at it, which didn't work. Which up until recently, <laughs> that's all we had, to be honest. Right. 
all fairness, before GLP ones came out, we really didn't have much else. Um, but what I do is I do a glucose tolerance test, and I do a glucose tolerance test and um, a free insulin at the same time. So that way, with PCOS, you have this huge overshoot. Um, when when any type of glucose challenge, your your body just goes haywire. And so I always look, the problem we run into is too many doctors keep getting fasting labs. Fasting labs tell you nothing. Uh, yeah, when, you have a, <laughs> when you have a condition that's food related, you've got to have eaten so we know what your body does. Right. And so mm -hmm. challenge you with glucose. So what I always tell people, because sometimes even if you go in and you tell people you're not fasting, the lab tech won't even draw your blood. Even right. if I put in the orders, non-fasting, they still won't do it. So what right. I always tell people, look, just tell the folks you're fat. If they say have your fasted, yes, yeah. but make sure you drink that juice right before walking in. Right. And so it's interesting. Tiny. And it's interesting that you say that too, because I mean, even when I went to go get like my gestational diabetes test, mm -hmm. I mean, they were actually concerned that I had low blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Like while while doing that fasting, mm -hmm. um, you know, with the but that's with what the, happened. The juice. It's Early so, insulin resistance causes really low blood sugars. Yeah, that's interesting. See, I I had no idea about that because yeah. So what um, happens? What happens early on? Because what happens with insulin resistance is that your cells cannot use insulin to get what you eat into the cell so that the cell can make energy. Mm -hmm. So when the cells resistant to insulin, your body thinks, oh, it's because I don't have enough. So it just keeps making more and more and more and more. Right. Yeah. When, it, when that mechanism starts off, it makes more, but it makes too much. And so whatever you, your blood sugars bottom out and it's only later on that it starts causing your blood sugars to rise. So that's one of the mis, mis mistakes that a lot of doctors make. They'll check a hemoglobin A1C and say, ah, it's 4.8. To me, that's a sign that someone's been has been getting way too much insulin in their system, and that's why their average blood sugars are so low. Hmm. Yeah. But, um, See, and then the problem is, it's also our training is inconsistent. So I was trained at the University of Florida, it chance. Oh, that's so funny. That's not very far away from me, and that's actually where my stepdad did his uh, residency. Really? What? When? What field? Uh, he's a nurse practitioner now, but it was back when he was just doing nursing. He worked at the emergency in the emergency room emergency up until maybe two, three years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Well, I was there. I don't know, years ago. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was I, I graduated from my residency in 1999, and so um, as I say, my I'm, I'm, we're the class of Prince, but um, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I toured Paisley Park in May. Oh, How'd you wow. like it? Which was so cool. That would, I, yeah, I, I, we are I, Prince people here. Yes. That's Welcome. That's why everything's purple. I'm going to, I'm um, going to pull up my under the cherry moon poster. There. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the, one of the things that happens is that when you're in a teaching institution like Shane mm -hmm. and they're on the cutting edge of everything, you learn about the cutting edge of everything and everyone takes about 10 years to catch up ah, yeah. before it spreads because they're doing the testing. We're learning it as it's being tested. And then it, and then it takes a while, then it gets published and then it has to be peer reviewed and then it has whatever. And so then finally we say, okay, it's evidence-based, but that can be 10 years. 
So um, mm. I was taught to be really aggressive with diabetes. Like you treat it before it becomes diabetes. You don't wait till someone's diabetic yeah. to treat it. But I see this so often. Oh yeah, my doctor. I, 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 I'm. What happens is I get a lot of calls of people saying, "I'm, you know, I, I need you to help me lose weight because I'm pre-diabetic." It's like you need to lose weight because you're pre-diabetic. All yeah. you got to do is treat the diabetes. Yeah. And you're, and that's it. And so people, and honestly, I mean, I get um, even <laughs> my family. It. Like I'm a miracle worker, and I'm like, well, not Look, really. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> JT always has to have her Manjaro scolding pen. No, 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 no. You know, but, um, that's my so, like a green pen. Yeah, I know. But like when you're fussing, you also go. <laughs> oh yeah. But, um, no, but really, and that's one of the things that I, I I'm really adamant about is how giving people the language to defend themselves because yeah. we have been shamed for so long, we have been put down for so long, we often don't even know how to defend ourselves in general. So okay. when you have yes, these yes. people who are just coming at you who've never had a weight issue in their lives telling you what you should be doing in order to lose weight. And so my feeling is always that like, it's an easy way out. Well, yeah, so is driving. So, you know, walk your ass to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand when did progress, when did making things easier suddenly become a bad thing? It's only a bad thing when it's obesity. And so, I, and, and so what I always uh, tell people is if the only time you have a problem with treatment is when that treatment is for obesity, then you're just prejudiced. It has nothing to do with the treatment. If you don't care if hypertensive get treated, if you don't care that diabetes get treated, if you don't care mm -hmm. that cancer patients get treated, then why do you care that obesity patients are treated? Mm -hmm. And that's also like something that I've been talking about on my page a lot is that people are not acknowledging of PCOS can lead to diabetes. Oh, Staying absolutely. obese leads to cancer. Like they're not understanding that if you just allow it to, if you just continue to allow this train to keep going down this track, mm -hmm. it could be fatal. Yeah. And, and, and doing preventative medicine shouldn't be shamed. It should be celebrated considering the other long-term side effects. Like people are so concerned about the side effects of the medication. They're not concerned about the side effects oh, they didn't of not care taking the medication. When it was diabetics. I never heard a word <laughs> about side effects when it was diabetic. Yeah. But this is the thing um, and where people say, well, you know, the people I know who are obese because they eat badly and I watch how they eat and whatever, whatever, because they don't realize there's a biological reason for those food choices. And the same biological reason for those food choices are the same reason why when they eat, it turns to fat instead of fuel. So. It, 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 I mean, I just kind of ram this home. It's always biopsychosocial. If you want to know why find a, you have to know all three and you have to address all three because if you address any two and not the third, that third is going to derail the other two. And so, um, but it's just like, sometimes I feel like you're just screaming into a void. Um, people just don't want to hear it. They just really don't. Um, and it's like, I, I, maybe um, it's easier for this. I always say it's been easier for us to be, like a butt of jokes or it's just easier to pass off judgment. And that's just always mm -hmm. how it's been. Yep. And then you have to reframe the way you think. And that's a lot of work. It is a lot yeah. of work. It's a lot of work. And the thing is, there are a lot of people who really enjoy the social superiority, superiority mm -hmm. they have. Totally. 
then privilege so is a thing. They like it when they yeah. start losing what they think is that superiority. And so they really will, right. I mean, they will derail and they'll do things yeah. and they'll hound you and they'll, you know, oh, I can't believe you're doing this. And it's like, you know, so you're okay with me being in a state where I'm unhealthy and where not, and not just necessarily because of weight. And let me just be very clear. Sure. You cannot look at someone and tell they're healthy or not because of their weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like you said about Lizzo, like how active she is and all these different things. Like, I know you love her and you've been to her concert, like, and you're her. like, weight doesn't have a size or no, you said health doesn't have a size, it right? It does have an expiration date, but it does not have. A size. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, and I watched her. I mean, I got, I was out of breath watching her on stage yeah. and now yeah. she's jumping around. Then she starts playing the flute. How in the world did you jump around that much and have the breath control? To play a, a wind instrument. Play yeah. A <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's like, you just can't tell me. I mean, she's healthier. I don't care what our size difference is. She's healthier than yeah. I am. There's no way I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just, we, we just have to change the language, but not just the language of other people, not allowing what other people say to us, but what we say to ourselves. And that's, yeah. and that, and it starts with within us. And like I said, whatever tools you need to do that, whether it's medication therapy, you know, fr- changing your friends, because um, something I always say, sometimes the weight you have to lose is not your own. No, yes. it's somebody mm-hmm. else oh. or it's whatever in life is weighing you down it has nothing to do with the number on a scale. I get that. Wow. You know, so sometimes that. that's the weight that has to be lost. Sometimes it's in the form of a spouse. Sometimes it's in the you know form of totally. a, a mother-in-law. Sometimes, yeah. it's, you know. So it's, it's true. I mean, and and when I, we're on these journeys, people start to look at you differently, and they start treating you differently. And I've noticed it. I, I and I'm pretty sure yeah. maybe all of us have our have our own stories about that because now like you said you know skinny is currency and Mm -hmm. when people feel that you're getting to their currency getting to their money there's Mm -hmm. you know something but I you but Dr. Toomer and I you know and I think Ashley, Kat, Kim, myself we see it especially on TikTok where people come into our comments or they come into our lives and they, you know, ask about the side effects. Mm-hmm. That's the very first question. And yeah. then they're, you know, like their, their next question or their next statement is, well, I'm afraid to start mm-hmm. because of it's not the side effects, the side effects. So the when, side effects are the excuse, but that's not the real fear. I didn't think so. That's what so, is it? Look, and the thing is, though, I didn't think so. The, the, the thing is, again, that's someone <laughs> else taking on someone else's language, someone else's yeah. issue. Um, yeah. They're being told that side effects are an issue when yeah. really the fear is failing. The fear is losing the weight and it coming back because most of us who ever lost have done it multiple times. And that is the fear. And what the fear is, and one of the things that is the fear is the people around them saying, hi, I told you it wasn't going to work. I told you yes, what's going to happen. When you yes. Oh, you don't have to come up because it's treating an underlying condition. And that, that yeah. underlying condition is still there. Then you continue to treat it. Yeah. That's it. 
Period. And that's what I've been telling people lately. I've been saying, are you afraid of the side effects? Or are you afraid of the side effect of saying how you are? What scares you yeah. more? Yeah. Oh, what scares good. you more? Ooh, like, yeah. look, it's not. And so what I, I tell like people about, about the side stop. effects. So this is what people say. <laughs> I well, could tell. What, about, what about the side effects? And so I said, do you know the side effects for GLP-1s? No, because they always want to talk about thyroid cancer. Mm-hmm. And pancreatitis. Yeah. I've been prescribing mm-hmm. these. Never I've never seen either one yeah. with this with the medications. Um, but what I always tell people is that read your Tylenol. Oh Thank man. You. I literally Thank use you. that every single Thank live. I'm like, have you ever read the black box before? More people get failure from Tylenol than whoever Look. gets pancreatitis. Another hallelujah. And every live Dr. Toomer, because mm-hmm. I listen to you. Let me tell you something. When Dr. Catherine Toomer speaks, yeah. who listens? Jernine M. Trot. And I'm going to give my whole government name because I listen to this woman. She, she has she been truth. so instrumental and so in this community, in so yes. many people's journeys. She's been instrumental in my journey at 4 a.m. We are up there. Tick, 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 tick. And yeah, there are times. Look, look, and I text with her at 4 a.m. Yeah. Or like, just, which is like a little crazy. Well, see, this is the thing. This is what I do, though. If, like, if I don't see somebody, because now with these damn algorithms, you can't tell what's what anymore. No. So if I don't mm-hmm. see someone for a while, I'll send out a message saying, I haven't seen you well. Are yeah. you okay? Because mm-hmm. I withdraw when I'm not okay. So yeah, you know, if I don't, yeah. if I think someone may be may have withdrawn, and I I think I texted, I sent you a message is like I haven't seen you around. Are you all right? But I managed to <laughs> somehow manage to. Um, I don't. I'm not sure why. Actually, I don't have trolls. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've only had two people make little snide comments, but there's basically nothing. Um, yeah. They tried. You know, um, I I did not lose. They my tried call. it when they tried. I, I don't know how I managed to stay under people's radar. But yeah. but Dr. Toomer, you speak so much truth and it's and that's what I tell people all mm-hmm. the time, especially in my lives. I'm like, have you looked at the side effects of Tylenol and ibuprofen lately? Yeah. Oh, ibuprofen is nasty. Yeah. Ibuprofen will yeah. shut your kidneys down. Yeah. For, it'll give thank you, you. Not failure in thank a you. minute. They will give you renal failure. You get renal failure, liver failure. Um, yeah, yeah. My mom bleeding disorder. I mean, it's like just now I'm having that. Uh, most of the medications that people take. What cracks me up? Did you have someone taking Adderall? Mm-mm-mm. Talking about it's gonna give you. Can- Do you know what Adderall Adderall is? does to you? No, Ad no Adderall is simply. Doctor prescribed methamphetamine. Yeah, it works, and it's very. It's a wonderful medication for people who actually need it. Yeah. Now, you yeah. want to talk about a shortage that's being it messed me up pretty bad. By folks who don't need it, who yeah. are taking it, talk about Adderall. Don't talk about yeah. GLP one. Yeah. Well, and I think it's- most people are using it for. I'm, I'm sorry, most people are using yeah. it for 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 weight management, right? No, most Ooh. people are using it for concentration. It helps yeah. you retain right. inflammation better, even if you don't have ADHD. So the difference between a GLP-1 and Adderall, if you take a GLP-1 and you don't have an underlying glucose dysregulation, 
I always say, what happens if you don't have a headache and you take Tylenol for a headache? Nothing. But you don't Nothing. have one. Nothing. Ooh. That's how GLP ones work. But if and you take that's Adderall, a short. <laughs> look, you take, but if you take Adderall, regardless of whether you have ADHD or not, your brain's going to respond. So I'm like, what happens when you drink alcohol? You get drunk, no matter who you are. If you drink enough of it, that's what Adderall is. It will just mm -hmm. that effect. I mean, because I get or Xanax is another one. Benzodiazepines. You're like, but it makes me feel good. Well, yeah. <laughs> it makes everybody because that's yeah. what they do you know so a lot of those you know um, medications work on everyone and no I, I wanted to ask you so a lot of people are now onto they couldn't really get us with all these the cancer they couldn't get us with this and now they're on the gastroparesis, gastroparesis. Mm -hmm. um i, I would love to hear your thoughts it. because <laughs> yeah as we know one of the leading causes of gastroparesis is diabetes, diabetes. Exactly. So right. why? So and, and I understand there there are people who are getting it. There are people who have got it. I, I've had I had my negatives this week from from the gastroparesis community because I addressed it. I said no, I'm not scared of getting it from semaglutide. I'm more scared of getting it from eventually getting diabetes because I didn't take semaglutide. Exactly. Um, so could you talk mm -hmm. to the community about like why their fear for gastroparesis should be not as large as it from other things because it is caused by medicines too. Okay. One of the things that people also need to understand is a level of manipulation that clickbait mm. is for. And I, I mentioned this before. One of the things that happened is that nobody buys newspapers anymore. So all news is through is digital. Mm -hmm. And now what's happening because you know it's all about money, they only pay writers based on how many clicks they get. Okay, so yeah. they create these sensationalized stories, these sensationalized headlines. Weight loss is a multi-billion dollar business for a reason. They know yeah. there are a lot of people out there who, so they know if it's weight loss related, they, they're going to get attention. And so now Ozempic just happens to be the one, but Ozempic's been out for a while. It's not like it's new, you know? So, um, and so when it comes to gastroparesis, when it, what glucagon does, glucagon is actually naturally produced in our body. Mm -hmm. Our body makes glucagon. And what glucagon does is it slows gut motility. When you are predisposed to gut motility issues, GLP-1 will make it worse. Mm -hmm. If you have severe diabetes, gastroparesis is one of those things that can happen because- huh. Mm -hmm. uh, diabetes, one of the things that diabetes does is it also causes nerve damage. Our yep. gut is dependent on our nervous system to function. So when those nerves get damaged, it stops functioning. Yep. And so it's, 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 and the, because there's those case of women, two diabetics who are uncontrolled diabetics sued for gastroparesis but kept taking the medication, even though they couldn't keep anything down. That part. That part. Yeah, Thank you. That Are part. You that really part. trying that hard to be thin that you'll kill yourself? Well, ma'am. Ma'am. But, it, but it's interesting, <laughs> though, because like the articles I read didn't even talk about how they were diabetic. And I thought that that was concerning because none of the articles that I had seen were talking about pre-existing conditions, comorbidities, other medications that they were on that they? could potentially cause. I, I know. But like, why, that's why what I kept telling that would be people. Too balanced. That would be too balanced. And then you wouldn't have yeah. all the outrage. 
Why, you know, yeah. it's like the out. This, but that's why I was telling people you need to think critically. They're not telling the whole story. You have yeah. to. Of course you not. have to think. You have okay, to push that, that, I'm going to tell you that ship has left the port. <laughs> we know. Girl, it's been gone. It's yeah. been gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then when it comes to critical thinking, um, it's almost like there's this, you know, anti-intellectualism that people are so damn That's proud of. Um, oh, you know, you got folks telling me stuff, and I'm just like, yeah. So when was the last time you went to med school? And you're gonna right. argue with me. That's about the crazy you. part to me. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah. know because my aunt's cousin, nephew, sister, brother said that she had this thing, whatever. And I was like, Well, did oh, they have Dr. This? Google? Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, did they have that? I don't know. Well, did they have this? Do you know that this happens? Especially with family medicine, because we're we our job is to take all these random symptoms and pull it together to make sense. Yeah. So when people start saying those type of things to me. I see it as a puzzle. And I'm like, really? You know, it's like it's problem solving. Anyone who goes into, well, usually people go into family medicine, they enjoy it, is because they love solving puzzles. And so, anyway, I. Um, Dr. Toomer. Yes. I know. Okay. Look. Okay. Look. Look. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I, I. Listen. You know that I listen to pretty much everything that you tell me. I do. But I have a question. Okay. And, and I, I, I. It's yeah. a big one, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I read. Okay. <laughs> look. So, look. So, Dr. Toomer, when, mm -hmm. um, when the savings card ended and mm -hmm. we remember when all that happened. Mm-hmm. And. And we've talked about act. Uh, we've talked. We've all of us have talked about access to mm -hmm. these medications and how we feel lucky enough to, to be on these medications. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My question is two parts because I know you're gonna flow right into it. The first one is we're seeing because we're having such an influx of new. Uh, of new patients of GLP ones, mm -hmm. we're seeing. Well, I see all the videos and I see all the success stories, and I'm on IE five milligrams, and I'm not losing anything, and I want to have those success stories too. And people are telling me to stay positive, and it's and it's just da da da, and what. I, and like other so than this swiping, is what I would tell those people. Go to my <laughs> go, go, swiping. To, go to my go to my thing and look for the the pinned video of me in a flower dress. I address that. But no, really. Um, so there the medicine only can do so much. And so often what happens, cortisol is probably the only thing that can counter the medication. So if yeah. you don't manage your cortisol, <sighs> you might as well just hang it up. So, you know, the medicine, and then everyone has a different dose when that dose works. So, right. you know, you, it, it's not the same for everyone. Not everyone does the same thing. Not everybody tells the truth. So you don't really know what people are doing and what they've mm -hmm. done or have done. And I know this for a fact because I have watched people who I know for a fact are on a, a GLP-1 be like, oh my God, you look amazing. Oh, thank you. I've just been going to the gym. Lies. No, good more than that. Lies. Or they're like, I'm not on Ozempic, but you're on Manjaro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
They did it on a technicality. You notice how people always go, I'm not on Ozempic. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, but, but you didn't say you weren't on the GLP-1. That part. Okay. You know? so, so my thing is, in this, so my, my feeling is this. If you're taking it, tell people because that's the only way we're going to break, make this normal and stop yep. the shaming around. Yeah. But the you other. You could just carry a big cup that looks like a Manjaro. Or, or <laughs> like, I have my Manjaro candle that I love. That, uh, I think, and you got me from Journey. And I, you're the reason I bought it. Um, it smells you know, like. It smells like insurance issues. <laughs> Is it this? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the one. So, I so love good. that candle, but we are seeing, and I know Ashley's seeing it, Kat is seeing it, Kat, mm -hmm. Kim is seeing it, where no matter how much encouragement you get, people, mm -hmm. like the same people, the same and it doesn't have to be, but they're like, I feel left out. And it's okay, like, this is the thing. Yeah. This is the thing. What you're seeing is a manifestation of how that person goes through life in general. It has nothing to do with their weight. It has nothing to do with the medication. It has to be whatever they've experienced in who they are at the, up to that moment is how they're filtering their yeah. process. It's how they're filtering their experience. It's how they filter all of their experiences. And, and it's hard because, again, in this society, it is very socially acceptable to be mean and nasty to people who are overweight. So those people yeah. have been have been subjected to all sorts of behavior. What's the yeah. first thing that comes out of your mouth when someone gets mad? You're when you're fat. Yeah. What is the first you're thing? You're <laughs> Whatever. Yep. But I mean, during what Rosie says, oh, I don't what say, say whatever. Says, that's what people say to her. Got mm. mad at me because I wouldn't write for an opiate or something, whatever. That's the first thing you had. Yeah. That was the first thing out of their mouth. Yeah. But Journey, a motto that I have had to tell myself is this. It is not yeah. your responsibility to validate every single person on that app. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. Because yeah. you, need a mom. because yes, because some people are like, oh, well, I've been on this dose and it's not working and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm eating this and I'm doing this. I'm like, listen. Mm -hmm. Not every, not one, not every medication is made for everyone. Nope. Right. That's true. And, and, and not every experience is going to be the same. And you can tell, and our workouts mm -hmm. are different. Our diets are different. And I've always preached that I am not a pillar of health. If I'm craving McDonald's French fries, you can bet your butt. I'm going to be in the McDonald's oh, line to get myself oh, some McDonald's French fries. I have really, I have really had to step back from my, from, TikTok yeah. and some of the mm -hmm. comments to be like, it is not my job yeah. to emotionally validate you for no, you no. feeling yeah. or existing in a certain mindset. Because again, yeah. like yeah. if I had to do that for everyone, I'd be exhausted and I can't yeah, do I'm that. Exhausted. And, and I don't, what, <laughs> I'm exhausted. Happened? I'd like to learn from oh. you, please. Thank you. <laughs> hey guys, Dr. Angelina here with Surgery Care Arts and IBA Healthcare Institute. Let's talk about a very common question on why do I get thirsty while on GLP-1 medication? So we all know and talk about food noise now, uh, GLP-1 medication, when it activates the receptors in our intestines, it also sends a signal to your brain telling you, you're full, stop eating, you're not hungry anymore. But guess what? The same function is believed to also affect your drinking ability. So same thing in your head tells you, you're not thirsty, don't drink anymore. So you actually have to actively try to drink more water um, while on this medication to prevent dehydration. 
Also, it appears that since most of our drinking happens a lot of times together with our eating, it's possible that at the same time as our eating being shut down, our water intake is shut down. So remember, water, 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 water. Things that happened when I first joined TikTok, my daughters were mortified. I'm like, mom, please mm -hmm. don't join TikTok. And Janine knows because I was very hesitant because I they made me think like I was going into the lion's den or something. I mean, I was like, they did. Were a little. So, um, <laughs> but but then they read the comments after my first video. Yeah. And my daughter was just like, mom, I am really proud of you. She's like, people are really feeling seen and heard. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what kept me going. But but what I've seen is that. I exude momness <laughs> and people are soothed. It's, they comment, they comment as much on my voice as they do on my content. Um, or it's like, thank you for, it's just really just giving people permission to be whatever they are. Yeah. So you, and, and but see in medicine, it, it's part of my job to help people feel validated. So I don't mind it as much. But there's a way it can be done. Like there's some people who are just whining. Like I was like, if you don't, if you're just complaining without a solution, you're just whining. I, I don't have, I can't tolerate whining. But me either. But for the most part, though, we've just been treated so badly that there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of self-loathing. And mm -hmm. you know, it's there. And you can mm -hmm. say you know, there there have been a few people who have really touched me, like who are just crying on video. And my I always just offer, you can come and talk to me. And if they don't, then I'm like, okay, this is just performative. Yeah. You have an all a whole, like I said one way, you have a whole doctor coming to you who I've been helping people lose weight for over 20 years, including myself, and I'm offering you an opportunity. To, to chat with me. And oh, they, they don't, don't want that. They don't want the healing. We were just mm -hmm. talking about and that. I they know don't want that. They, yeah. They're just performing and it's just, they want the attention. The attention. Like, Look, didn't I say that but about, we, about we had a that good discussion last month week. ago? Yeah. I just said the. Mm. Okay. But okay. So now, mm. sorry, Jenny. But the other no, thing, no, no, like, to kind of mm. go to what uh, Dr. Tumor is saying, like, I notice a huge difference between like people who are on name brands comments versus people who are on compound like me's comments. Mm -hmm. uh, like huh. the, 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 a compound, oh, yeah. the anti-compound girlies are vicious. Yeah. Vicious because they're Clint, you know, and, and, and so rightfully far. so, rightfully so, because I have seen some bathtub compound distributors on the app that give people who take so, the compound so bad names. Uh, and um, you make, you're making Dr. Tumor just to call, but you know, I did a whole video stuff. on if you don't know your dose in milligrams, you don't know uh, what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I remember you're not getting medication, totally. This is the other thing, and then I'm sitting here thinking, our education system has failed folks, they can't figure it out. The math, they can't figure the math. And I'm like, how yeah. the hell do you not do the math? So I'm like, oh, there's calculating the math a lot of time doing the math saying, you know, they're like, but I'm taking this many units. I said, but what's the concentration? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we actually had Dr. Like, Myra on the compound episode. Like, and she 
per milliliter. Yeah. And you know the milligrams per milliliter and you know how many milliliters you're taking yeah. and you know how many milligrams, milligrams you're taking. But mm -hmm. if you don't know how many milligrams you're taking, you don't have a clue. And what a lot it of It should be have, on there though, right? Dr. Well, Tuma should like a prescription. It should say That's the thing. Milligrams. It, it does say that don't have it. I worked it out like some people will give me the numbers and I'll do the math yeah. and I'm like that's not even a real dose yeah but Kim let me no tell you dose is that for this medication Kim working at the yeah. clinic yeah. working at the clinic it will be on the bottle and people yeah. will still be like how many units do I inject and it'll say inject 50 units of xyz yeah, milligrams. many milligrams and yeah. yeah so yeah. it really I, yeah. People just so don't, people, they're willfully ignorant. Like, one of the things we did, <laughs> yeah. um, we had to, we had people would come yeah. on and had to say units because otherwise people would just screw up what they were doing. But yeah. what it's done oh is that it's made it so that people have no clue. Yeah. Well, so, and every compounding pharmacy has different units based on yeah. their product. So, like, depending, yeah. if you and I are going to two different compounding pharmacies, our units right. and our Dosage could be completely different. Well, and see, I think that that's where people are that's confused. That's how you can tell if you have a legitimate compounding unit. Because right. yeah. if your doses are not in the FDA approved doses dose um, yeah. of that medication, then it's not legitimate. So no matter right. how many units you have to take or not take, it still should be for, you know, for, well, I yeah. say semaglutide, people say semaglutide, but <laughs> it still has to be 0. 0.25, 0. 0.5, 1, exactly. 0. 0.7, 2.4. And that's not why that, I don't talk to people on units. If I it's not that, milligrams. Then, yeah. then, you know, who knows? And so um, the mm -hmm. only reason, I was very anti-compound early on. Mm -hmm. Very anti-compound. Yeah, I've turned, I've turned a corner. Because I've, seen, Me too. because I've seen too many it's just fear. take advantage. Yeah. But when they started, re when suddenly people who had benefited from the medications who have felt like they said been to the promised land and then yeah. had it snatched away from them. I was yes. like, I've got to find one I trust because yeah. I can't, I, people were suffering. I mean, it was just, it was people suffering. Yes. I mean, it was so heartbreaking. I, my yeah. arthritis has stopped bothering me and now I can't get access and, you know, I can barely walk because, you know, I was almost, you know, in a wheelchair now my and I'm just like so that's really what why I I found one that I trust who now um who who does have will have uh trisepatide by October at some point but I okay. again I I ask every single person if it yeah. doesn't work you tell me if it doesn't work tell mm -hmm. me yeah because I want to make sure that you know because they could decide oh they're gonna they may decide to get greedy and start and change their formula. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it's I don't possible. get very good point. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. they, yeah. but I actually it, they won't go. It's just tough because when the savings card ended, like you said, the access people, people, and people are still suffering because yeah. now they're getting the letters of mm -hmm. effective yep. September 1, effective October 1, your coverage, even with a, approved prior authorization, coverage ends. I know. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I've so, never seen this level of 
anti-medication from insurance companies ever, not since opioids. I, I honestly have never seen any insurance company crack down on a medication like this ever. Yeah. And uh, they said that they were going to do it. They said that they were going to do oh, it. I know the they are because, it doesn't because make of it the right. cost. It's all, I mean, if you ever have to ask why, follow the money. And totally. so it's because of the cost. But the thing is, though, it's, it's part of the cost and it's because they don't care. Um, there are other ways that you can get the same result, but it's a lot more difficult. And why make it so hard for people? Mm-hmm. Do you think and, it's, and, the it's like, disparity? Really, you know, I've never seen we're going after prescribers for prescribing yeah. a medication so off label. We didn't, yeah. If we yeah. didn't prescribe it off label, they never would have known it caused weight loss in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Oh, look, Hello. Oh, <laughs> look, look, I mean, look. how how do we know how how did we know that an anti seizure medication helps with bipolar disease? Yeah, because exactly. we were using it off label. Wow. Yep. How do you think that know it that metformin could be used to lower androgen levels in people with PCOS because yep. we were using it off label? Uh, right. Yeah. But I mean, so that's just BS. When they say leave you off label. That's just—it's not illegal, and it's not malpractice. Look, 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 I don't see compound going away anytime soon. I don't think we see that. But the only what they're going to do that this is what they did. They tried to shut it down by making it illegal. So what they did is they used the FDA rules against them. So that's why so many of the compounds have vitamins attached because now they're supplements instead of medications. Um, mm. And so they can't, um, but they had to do that because it was just, it was, a, it was really a, um, it was boiling down to malpractice. If you just didn't help people. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't do that. And so, um, okay. I, I feel sorry for whoever has to edit this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, the thing is, we just don't know. Yeah. All the all bets are off because I just there's nothing normal about the way insurance companies are behaving. There's nothing mm-hmm. normal. Well, the pharmaceutical companies are acting like they always do. Yeah, um, but there's no. The, the the level of animosity and hostility around mm-hmm. these medications and people using them, I've never seen it. I mean, we didn't even see this even with people who were dying of opioid overdoses, who are still dying of opioid overdoses. Nobody's right. talking about that. No, it's talking about this. They're God just forbid. Like, we, we wouldn't want fat like people to get better. Barely, but, um, just I'll just give you a preview of the next TED Talk, though. Um, is that what this is has, I haven't decided what I'm going to, to, if I'm going to call it the new Jim Crow or the new apartheid, but that's essentially what it is. Look, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. That's what this is. It's the haves and the have nots. And there are people who are telling those who don't, you can't drink from this drinking fountain. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's awful. This door. You, you're saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, look. Say it for the people reverse. in the back. 
Save it for yeah. the people in the back because yes, so louder. many minorities, so many black and brown people, and I was one of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about Mount Jaro until December 2022. But it's not even then. It's about anyone who doesn't, who isn't privileged enough to have access. Yeah. Oh, I worked in, other, so I worked in underserved populations my whole career until I just yeah. opened my own practice. Um, and even then, I'm still in a considered a semi-rural area. Yeah. And it is all about money. It is money. And if you don't have it, you don't get it. And that's yeah. all there is to it. Because um, in Ooh, South that's... Carolina, we have one of the highest obesity rates in the country. Yep. Yeah. And, and you all state system really doesn't even want to cover birth control. Well, now, well, now Medicare and Medicaid are covering Wagobi. Medicaid okay. is covering Wagobi for adolescents. Oh, really? But it's oh, still, really? but the PA thing is. Like, oh, I bet. Yeah, but, we had an episode about um, it. Yeah. But one of the things that I've decided to do is to start an or, a nonprofit so that people can get weight health treatment through grants because that's the only oh, yes. way we're going to be able to get it. Yes, I love that idea. How can we help? But we seriously, that's the thing. Why do we have to do that? We should not have to. I know. Well, and it's it's interesting that you say that about you living in South Carolina and like all of, you know, the racial disparity that Journey Mm -hmm. was going, was touching on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why is it? I mean, we know why it is, but it's very interesting to me that, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of focusing on white celebrities taking Ozempic, mm-hmm. where in which that we are not focusing on black and brown communities who would probably benefit from it from their higher, yes. higher uh, predisposition for diabetes, hypertension, et cetera, and mm-hmm. underprivileged communities where we're seeing obesity at a, at a higher. higher rate than we would see, Anything. you know, obviously in like Orange yeah. County, California. Yeah. Um, right. So because. where, like, where are we going to like, and you would think that, Big Pharma would be like, oh, yes, more medicine on the street, the more money we're making. But it's just not like that. No, so this is what it is. This is what happened. The reason there is a shortage was, and this is something that they, they, what they did is they divided and conquered. They pitted us against one another so that nobody knew the truth. And essentially what the truth was, the FDA shut down a couple of their factories for contamination. And Mm -hmm. that's why that, that's what started the shortage, one. Two, the other is they got greedy. And so instead of just making one medication with two indications, they made two different medications. So they can't make them in the same factory. They have to make Wagovi in a Wagovi factory and Ozempic in an Ozempic factory. Instead of just calling it all Ozempic and saying you can use it for weight loss and for diabetes, which is, I think, what they're going to do with Manjaro. I hope that's what they're going to do. And they don't name it something else stupid. But, um, and so what it's what they say. It's not sexy. Mm. That's, what it is. That's what it boils down to. Having mm. having some celebrity. One, we're in a celebrity obsession culture anyway. I mean, look at the Kardashians. How the hell did they become famous? You know, well, I mean, it's just they're very pretty. Well, I did watch. <laughs> no, they're um, pretty, they're very shiny. You're like, class. yeah, they're shiny. But I'm just saying is <laughs> we are in a we are in a in a society yeah. where those things are celebrated. So of course, yeah. you know, celebrities and and then you have these, I, my doctor gave it to me and I didn't know what it was. You were injecting something and you didn't know what you were. But you injecting. didn't realize. 
Lies and fallacies. Honey. You know, I mean, I'm just like, so you really took a medication, dialed it up, put a needle on the end of something, mm-hmm. injected yeah. in inches. I didn't know what it did. Girl. I didn't know what it was. Look, child. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or mm-hmm. again, the one, it's a, I have a hormonal imbalance, but I'm not on Ozempic. I was like, that's because you're on big toes or you're on big toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're telling the truth. You're not on Ozempic, but yeah. you're on some GLP one. It's obvious, you know. Um, but you know, I just it's it's just again, it all boils down to our bias and prejudice against obesity, <clears throat> overweight, and what we yeah. consider attractive in this country. Yeah, and for so, sure. Um, and 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 we do not consider and and again who are considered attractive. The celebrities who become celebrities are the ones who be deemed attractive. And so they're the ones who get the attention. And half the time, they're not even using the medication, but it gets clicks and it gets headlines when people say they are. Um, And then you have people like, you know, um, Bethany Frankel, who has made millions. Millions. Skinny girl had the nerve to open her mouth about people taking Ozempic. Why? Because it's taking money out of your pocket? Yeah. The only thing I could think of. Yeah. Well, well I guess he... nobody needs skinny girl margaritas anymore. If like, you well, know. Here's if... the thing. She could have bought her one. From a, from a marketing person, she honestly yeah. could have been like, this. I my stuff is for the Ozempic girlies. This yeah. stuff is uh-huh. for so the Ozempic girlies. Yeah, but... For her, because for her marketing genius. to be so smart, she really yeah. did fail fail the test she on, failed on that. Yeah, one. yeah. Because I awesome. actually, I actually really like a skinny girl margarita. Because what I what I've noticed that when I'm when I drink on semaglutide, because I yes, I do drink on semaglutide, is that if I have something too sugary, I feel terrible. So I need to have something lower in sugar when I'm drinking. And that was a really good option until she started going crazy. Well, this is the thing, and also with alcohol, because alcohol and Ozempic kind of hit in the same, they're metabolized in the same way. And Mm -hmm. so that's often why people really just either who used to be addicted to alcohol now aren't because they no longer need that, that that part of their brain that Mm -hmm. wanted that drug is getting it through naturally through the medication. Um, And then, but also they start competing and then when it's in your system, if your gut motility slows down and you have alcohol sitting in your stomach, it tends to want to come back out. So, mm. Yeah. Haven't had that yet, but. Yeah. The wine I has have. not done that to me. I was like, it's mad because I, I was like, I love Again, my glass of wine, but it's like, it's hit or miss now. I'm like, But nah, it took yeah. me a while. It took me a while to drink, to be able to like drink a beer. I can drink wine. I can drink like a vodka rocks, but drinking a beer is hard. Like yeah. it, it's hard on the stomach. Yeah. It's yeah. Like well, I, I see your, I see your message, Kim. Yeah. I was like, I, <laughs> I was like, I, I feel really bad. <laughs> but what a great conversation, right? Like fantastic. We talked yeah. about yeah. so many good things. Definitely. You know? yeah. who, who does what am I going to call this episode? Oh. Yeah, you do the editing? Producer. No, I don't. I don't. No. <laughs> I may have to pay someone. I may have to get a fiber. You're like, yeah, go on a fiber. No, you just release it in a part one and part two. I agree. I did that last time. That's actually super smart. That is what I'm going to do. Thank you, Ashley. Part one and part two. Oh, we got like two marketing people right here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. 
but there's also um what's it called um of course i now that i'm trying to think about it but what it is it's an app that transcribes your whole video yeah and then you can go in and remove the language oh, yeah and it I automatically cuts the video but like huh. there really wasn't that many like womp womps there was like i mean like honestly it was all really good no it's just, it's, you know? it has flowed like yeah. literally the worst well, thing that I, happened I, is we I all went um a lot of time i went in and <laughs> took all of the little snippets you did <laughs> oh yeah we'll send yeah. it to you We'll send it. That's our new thing. We, yeah. when we have Lydia now, she does our um, socials. So she's been making really cool, like, um, mm -hmm. yes, they like look really nice doing them in camera yeah. and all that. They Although I have fancy. to say I'm a bit salty because, you know, I offered my services when Rosie O'Donnell was going to be on. And oh my God, I did you, did you, that. It happened like, like that. I know. I know. It happened like, really the next like, day. You know I'm going to shoot my shot. I love Rosie <laughs> It was, I literally got your message after the episode. Oh. That's how it went. Yeah, that's how it went. It was the next like, day. You need a doctor on that episode. I agree. Hell yeah. I would have totally had you on that episode. There were so 100%. many moving parts. It was oh, kind of no. walk. I was in France. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> like oh, I was I did had just um, been on her show and he just jumped on. show I used to watch. Yeah. Um, are you all familiar with the Discovery of Witches? Yeah, discovery of witches. Yeah. yeah, so it's, I did. Yeah, it's I good. have a I have a, a YouTube channel where I interview the like the producers and the cool oh. the actors and whatever. And yeah, it was just like constantly juggling balls in the air to get every the schedules. Yeah, yeah. the schedules is the yeah. worst. Yeah. So yeah, I, I one uh, day I one day yeah. I'll have like. I don't know somebody that does that. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just don't won't have to work my job anymore and I'll be able to do it. I don't know. We'll see. Look, More hey. sponsors. Well, gotta keep it going. I'll let y'all know next time I'm in Atlanta. You know, I only live like two hours. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, no, but I, I would love right that. Let's 20. do it. I live right Ooh, up by We'll 20. do a whole I mean, thing. I, I'm there all the time. Yeah. So love it. Right. Okay. Awesome. We, I will be driving through Atlanta the couple days before Christmas because we go to our cabin in Topton. So, ah, oh, out. Yeah, really? it's done. Oh, Let it's me gone. know. That would be fun. Wouldn't it be so fun? Isn't there a team together in North Carolina right now? Oh, the, uh, no, Nashville. Tennessee. Oh. We're Nashville. Going, yeah, we're going to Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Nashville. Yeah. 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 They're going to do one there. And I'm going to go and interview all these people. I'm going to be real tired. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but I, I, I like I said I'm excited about my life but every day know, I don't know how to not love it I'm I don't tired, but I'm happy I'll, 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 I'll um, then we'll go okay. but there's also one of the things that's starting to happen is, is that mm -hmm. I'm actually starting to get backlash what because um, it's like I have to prove I have to prove my street cred to talk about weight loss and weight health what well yeah. you know what this helps so <laughs> no i know what i'm yeah. saying is like if people don't know my story they just like well, who the hell are you to talk about xyz or to, ah. you can't say anything negative can't say anything in any kind of or, or perceived in any way as being judgmental or whatever because it's like but i have seen it though there are those like kind of born again thin people yeah like, mm -hmm. like you know it's like once it's like they, they kind of go overboard and they suddenly start yes. becoming judgy um yes and i'm starting yeah. to see that i lost 70 pounds or 100 pounds and i keep it off you know what i say to them i am so happy for you the queen but i'm thinking in my mind 
you're probably going to gain that back. And I'm very, very sorry, because maybe if you got on GLP one, you wouldn't like, maybe yeah. you could do it now. Like, you want to be like, I'm sorry. Cause you must be suffering. You must be white knuckling. Now, there are some people yeah. that may not be, but yeah. I can't the imagine dog. there's a reason you gain it back. There's something going on here, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyway, what was it? Wait well, between the ears. Great. Wait between the ears. Yeah, it was such a good conversation. And we will do part one and two. And I love that because we're trying to make sure we take the holidays off. So now we'll have content for that. <laughs> See, it all right. worked out, Dr. Tumor. We love it. And it was we could have more time that. to hang out. But I was hoping. Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, I would love it. Let's all message. Yeah. And decide I mean, we're all, when you're we're in, all yeah. on the East Coast, right? Yeah. yeah, I live yeah in actually, where are you? I'm in Jacksonville. 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 Yeah, in Florida. So, yeah, this is perfect. It's like the perfect intersection. I love it. All yeah. right. Well, it's been right, super great. Thanks so much That's for coming, great. guys. We appreciate so much, it. Guys. And I will exit you stage left. You. <laughs> and we'll talk soon. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Oh, that was so good. I love it oh so much. Oh, my gosh. That could have gone all night. Oh, little... I could too. Oh, I'm Extra so like, yeah. Yes. yes. We all like totally vibe. And I love Dr. Tumor so much for sure. Yeah, she just I like laid her. me she's out just, with a couple yeah, of her one-liners. I just, I was just like, love her. She's so wonderful. I'm, I'm so glad we could get her back on. Because it was funny because I was like, hey, will you come on? She's like, what are we going to talk about? I was like, well, we always talk about it. <laughs> she's like, okay. <laughs> exactly. We're singing the song, oh, Dr. Tumor. We're singing the song and we're going to make it a hit. Because that's <laughs> how you do it. It's marketing. <laughs> exactly. All right, friends. Well, um, let's do our classic sign-offs since we've been talking quite a while. It's gonna yeah. be good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get an editor, and make it one and two. That's the way to go. A and B. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anywho, we'll have to like think about what the title should be. I don't know. There's so many good things. Anyway, I don't know. Right. Look, my sign off tonight is super easy. I like none none of your it's none of your business. It's none of your business. None of your business. None of your business. <laughs> none. None of your yeah. It's a pretty good one. None of your business. G GLP one edition. None of your business. <laughs> yes. Mind your business. Mind your business. Hmm, I don't know. We'll get something cute. <laughs> we will. All right. Well, I I'm going to make it easy because I know it's late. Uh, mine's going to be, you're not alone. It's not your fault. And I'm always going to be an Ocilla pasta. So what about you, JT? Yeah. Anything new? Hey, um, again, it is a marathon and not a sprint. Lord, right. Lord, 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 Lord. And, um, and you know what? There's, there's magic that happens when you put pen to paper. That's so true. I love that with the journal. Gratitude list. Yeah. Heck, what about yeah. you, cat? Everything still hurts, Carter. Same old. Everything still. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Massage. I worked on my feet though. Um, <laughs> I need a um, old, old standard. One. Always yeah. be yourself. Never give up. And don't ever yeah. put too much flour in your brownies. brownies. That's right. That's right. And we will see you guys all next week. And actually, when you watch this episode, you know you probably just saw part two, which is good. <laughs> Yeah, I have a little bean footage and bean footage. then we're going to go out. Uh, so everybody have a great week and we will see you next Say week. Say goodbye to restrictive weight loss methods and hello to Iveam, the number one prescriber of GLP-1 medications. GLP-1s curb cravings, stabilize blood sugar, increase energy and balance A1C levels to regulate your body and kickstart your weight loss journey. IVEAM is committed to making medical weight loss accessible, affordable, and customized because we believe that's how it should be. Sign up for free and get 20% off our accessibility programs.